Good morning. Thank you for joining me. I'm Michelle Silva. Have you ever wanted to be a hero? You see our paramedics, our officers, you want to be a hero. Our firefighters, thank you all for being heroes. Today's your chance. Actually, any day is your chance. All you have to do is roll up your sleeve because your blood donation is huge. It can actually save three lives. And that's why I have Christy Altman, who is the Director of Communications for Medic Regional Blood Center, to talk to us about donating blood and World Blood Donor Day. It's a day every year that blood centers across the entire world, so every country in the in the world, we get together and as one big group, we celebrate all of our blood donors because Without them, we couldn't supply the hospitals with life-saving products, and we think it's important that we all do one big celebration across the world. How are we going to celebrate? So we are going to celebrate here in our area by providing all of our donors a special edition tie-dye t-shirt. They're also going to get a World Blood Donor Day wristband, a Texas Roadhouse coupon, and Everybody who donates on Monday, uh, the 14th, will receive or will be entered in to win a $50 Food City gift card. So we'll have one drawing per mobile drive and per donor center. So that's nine cards total that we'll be drawing for. So nine total winners for that $50 gift card. Gosh, you guys are always giving away great prizes, though. We try to. You know, it's one of those things where not just one day of the year or when we have blood donor month in January, not just one month of the year, but all year long, we'd like to celebrate the folks who are giving us their time because this is a commitment when you donate blood. You come out, whether it's a blood donation, a double red donation, or a platelet donation, you're spending your time with us. You're giving us an hour plus of your day during your week when we know you're busy. So when you come in to see us, we want to be able to thank you for doing that. So we like to say thank you personally, but we also like to be able to let you leave with something um, that, you know, you know that we appreciate you being there. But do you think it works as an incentive to get some other people thinking, well, I've never given or it's been a long time? You know, different things work for different people, I have noticed over the last couple of years. Right now we're running a tie-dye t-shirt and I did not believe in the power of the tie-dye until we put it out there. And I have had more texts and emails from friends and colleagues who are excited about it, who are coming in to donate or who have just donated and asking if they can get one to replace <laughs> what we this shirt that we actually gave them. So, you know, different things for different people. So we try to make it, you know, we try to change it up. And we know that younger folks like different things. So we've got some fun stuff coming over the next few months that would attract more to say a younger audience, a younger generation than maybe people who are my age or a little bit older. But, you know, for folks who haven't been in a long time, we certainly, you know, encourage them to come back. Again, we like to let them leave. They get some snacks on their way out and let them leave with, with something from us as a thank you note. And really the big thing for folks to know when they leave Medic and they've donated, they've saved up to three lives, depending on what kind of donation they've given. But even with just a whole blood donation, once we break down that whole blood into its components, that's three different lives that they could save with one donation that happens in about an hour. Oh, my gosh. How is it three different lives? Well, so the way that it works is that we break the blood down once it's once it goes through testing and it's found to be safe for distribution. We take and we separate the platelets, the plasma, and the blood and the RBC product. So RBCs may be used for one patient. But another patient may need the plasma for, you know, say they've had a, a burn victims, a lot of times will use plasma, trauma victims, and then the platelets are often used for cancer patients, our pediatric cancer patients, our adult cancer patients who are having transfusions, um, 
a lot of times they're going to have multiple platelet transfusions. And so that platelet component can be given to that patient. So it really, when you're, when we break it down, we try to make the most of every product that comes through the building. And when we break it into those components, that's the best way to do that. And do people ever come in and try to designate blood or can that, can they even do that? Or is that just specific for specific blood drive if someone was having so there's a couple of ways. Yes, if someone's blood type matches a relative or a friend, family member who is having a surgery, they could come in and designate. They can also designate for themselves. So some folks are more comfortable saying, you know, I'm going to have to have this procedure. I'd like to donate my blood and, and have that, you know, for myself. We can do all those things. They just need to call and talk to us ahead of time and make sure we get that cleared through our medical director. A lot of times what people will do is we have a membership program that means every time you donate with Medic, the first time you donate with Medic, it makes you a member. Every time after you donate, we add what we call a credit to your membership account. And we use those credits either for you, a family member, or you can designate those credits to go to another family. And what we do is we work with the hospital partners and we offset that blood processing fee. So if you were to have to have a transfusion and you're a Medic member, the amount of credits you have in your membership account really start to add up and can help if you were to have to have a transfusion in the future, it helps offset some of those financial costs. Absolutely. And I know that you've been really low this time of year. We we have been, and it, this is a national crisis. I was just talking to our CEO this morning, and we've had three other blood centers from across the country call us asking if we can send them any products, and we have none to send. Um, our morning inventory report today showed me that we have 17 O negatives ready for distribution. Um, that's really scary. Uh, we, there was a patient about three and a half, four weeks ago who alone used 20, ne- 20 units of O negative blood. So you see there's a difference there. There's, if we only have 17 on the shelves and we have one patient needing 20, we have a deficit. And so um, we've seen the typical increase in demand over the summertime where people are getting out. We see more accidents. We see more things that are causing people to need transfusions. But unfortunately, we haven't seen the same amount of donors coming through the building. So, you know, we're, we've been in a crisis level for several weeks. Um, this, again, this is a national thing. So at this point, we don't have an opportunity to call neighboring blood centers and ask them if we can import blood from them because, frankly, they don't have it either. So at this point, we really need to replenish and stabilize those inventories through our own communities here. And it's so easy to go in there, roll up your sleeve and give blood. Even me, who (laughs) who panics around needles sometimes, just a little anxiety right in the very beginning. But everybody's just always so friendly. They do a really good job, you know, and and people say that, like, I'm scared of needles. So they give me anxiety. And I laugh because they give me anxiety, too. Um, but you know, I never notice when they're, when they're inserting the needle and I do a platelet donation, which is quite a bit longer. Um, I have, I have AB positive blood type. So my blood type doesn't transfuse into very many people, but my platelets and my plasma are universal to everyone. So when I do a platelet donation, we try to get as many platelets as we can in one sitting. And, um, I have yet to have an experience with one of our, one of our phlebotomists where I felt the needle go in or I felt them taking it out. You know, I mean, you just lay there and you squeeze whatever they give you to squeeze they give you something in your hand like one of those little um stress yeah, balls like or something little squeeze ball yeah. stress balls that's what the word is yeah so we you know to make sure that we're we're moving in time with where the blood needs to be drawn or, or in my case the blood comes back to me and we keep the platelets um but you know i, I have a rhythm where i just squeeze a little stress ball and i release and i squeeze a little stress ball and i do that for about an hour and a half and 
we get two or three products out of out of platelets from me. Um, but yeah, going back to the blood donation process for a whole blood donation, it's very easy. And I tell folks the thing that takes the longest amount of time is the screening process. And that's because we are regulated by the FDA and AABB, which is a blood banking governing body. And we have to be very serious and very secure in the fact that when you come in to donate, that your blood is going to be able to be used for transfusion. So you get a mini physical, we check your hemoglobin, we check your temperature, your blood pressure. We look for any signs of illness. So if you're coughing or if you seem like you're congested, we may ask you to come back on another day because we need everybody to be healthy and well. And then, you know, the questionnaire that we run through is very extensive, asking a lot of questions about travel and health history Again, just making sure that, you're, that what you provide for the patients is going to be safe for them. And then the actual donation part probably takes 15, 20 minutes. By the time you're in the bed and that we clean your arm and get everything prepped and ready, it's maybe 10, 15 minutes for us to draw blood from you. Yeah, it is quick and pretty comfy, I must say. And then you get all the snacks later on, popcorn Absolutely. and crackers. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> we, we try. The beds are very, very comfortable and then we try to have a good variety of snacks for folks, you know, something that everybody's going to like on their way out. We encourage everybody to stay for a few minutes just to make sure they're not going to have a reaction. But, you know, sit with us, have a, uh, have a soda, have an orange juice, have a cookie or some time bars. And, and um, you know, and then if you want, you can always make another appointment on your way out the door. So like a doctor's office, you could stop by the front desk and they can make you your next appointment. That way it's already on the calendar. Is there anybody who doesn't qualify to give blood, like someone who's taking certain kind of medications or um, obviously if you have a cold or you don't feel good, as you mentioned? So there's several medications and several different things, situations that would cause people to have deferrals. Cancer would cause you to have a deferral and, and the type of cancer depends on the year. The best thing for someone to do that has a question about the medications or whether or not they might be deferred it's just to call us at 524-3074 and ask to speak to one of the registration professionals. And what they'll do is they can walk through with that person the list of medications and let them know before they come down. You know, because that, that can be frustrating when you come down and then we get you back in the booth and, we, and you realize that the medication you're on doesn't allow you to donate. So if you have questions about that, just call us and we'll be happy to walk through that with you to make sure that you're eligible. And what about a, if you don't know what blood type you are we can help you with that <laughs> <laughs> i know or where well, else would we turn like saying hmm i wonder if i am this o negative o positive and w- what is the most rare well so it's depending how you look at it so o negative is universal as far as transfusion into patients so that's why there's such a high use of o negative because if you have a car accident unless you have your blood type written somewhere where the medical professionals can see it. They don't have any idea what your blood type is. So since O negative is universal, they're going to transfuse O negative into you pretty immediately. O positive is pretty much the same way. Um, there's maybe only two types of blood or two humans that you can't transfuse O positive into. So that's always going to be the second use. So behind O negative, be O positive. As far as population goes, probably 37% of the population is O positive. Then you get down to folks like myself, I'm AB positive, and I think that's 3% of the population. Um, and again, my blood would not be, it, it's not great for transfusion of blood products because there are very few of us out there that and it has to go to an AB person, but my platelets and plasma are universal. So it's when you get into the percentages, it changes depending on what product you're talking about. Um, 
But as far as things that can be transfused into the patient, we start with O negative and then you go to O positive after that. And then once you get into a hospital situation, if the, you know, if the medical doctors know your blood type, then they're going to transfuse your blood type into you. But a lot of times in an emergency situation, you don't have that information readily available for someone. Did you ever think that you would know all this about blood? <laughs> like when no, you were a kid? absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Um, you know, even before I came to medic, I didn't know a lot about what medic did. And in the last two and a half years, I have learned quite a bit about the blood industry and how these things work. And, and it's fascinating behind the scenes. It's one of the things that we're going to work on over the next several months is educating our community on what we do because it's not only the transfusion piece and the collection or, you know, the collection for transfusion, but we have a reference lab, which is almost, I call them like our private investigators. So there are some humans out there who need regular transfusions who also need special antigens to, for their transfusion to be successful. So, you know, I might be AB, but then there's all these little letters that can go behind that that are what's called a special antigen. And so we have patients that have needs for special antigens for their transfusions. And we have a full staff of people who spend their time seven days a week tracking down those antigens to, so that that blood can be transfused and it be a successful transfusion. So there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that people don't know about. And, and, you know, back to your question, no, I never dreamed in all my years of the things that I've done over my lifetime that I would be able to sit and have this conversation with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and how soon, okay, so we donate the blood. It happens right there. Okay. They put our little uh, uh, piece of gauze on our arm. We go have our treat. And then what, what's happening with the blood then? So when we start the, the collection process, we take a sample of your blood, and that sample is actually going to go to a lab, and it's going to be tested to make sure that there are no infectious diseases. So and while that is happening, we start to break down by components that we talked about earlier. So we send the blood to a lab downstairs, and we have a staff that their job is to run the blood through various machines and various processes so that we can pull the platelets, the plasma, and the RBCs out and begin to separate them. From there, it goes into a pattern of waiting for, for labeling, and we start the labeling process, but we can't finish it until we get that okay from the lab that says, yes, you can, you know, that, that RBC is ready to go. And then once that's completed, we can label the product and get it on the shelves to go out. And so that is, if, in a perfect world, that's a 36-hour turnaround. In the regular world, it's usually a little longer than that. Um, it's about three and a half days in the real world, depending on what's happening around us. But, um, you know, the medical shows and the crime shows show you people donating and then that blood going straight over to a hospital and into a patient. And that's just not how it happens. Again, you know, we're very regulated by the FDA and AABB. And so there's a lot of steps in between that have to be taken, again, to make sure that that product is safe to transfuse into a patient. Oh, I'm sure. And the fact, how far does would say blood donations from here go? So we service 24 hospitals in a 22 county area. And our primary goal is, our priority is to service those hospitals. So that might go to any one of the in-town hospitals that you see. We go as far as Southern Kentucky with hospitals. Um, so anywhere within an hour, hour and a half from not from Knoxville Center, we go as, um, south as Monroe County, Meigs County, um, we go up to Greene County and Cock County, and then again, you know, Southern Kentucky. So we've got a, a good geographic area 
around Knoxville that we service and we send out products to. You have medic blood centers from here to Athens, Crossville. We do. We have four centers. There's one in downtown Knoxville on Ayler Avenue. The other center in this area is on is in Farragut on Kingston Pike. And then we do have a center um, on Washington Avenue in Athens and then on Hay Street in Crossville, just across from the hospital there. Are you still doing the blood drives too? Can we find a blood mobile somewhere? You sure can. We had to ground the buses for a little while last year during the pandemic, but we're back up and running full strength. And we have five to six buses out somewhere in those 22 counties every single day. And it's easy to find. You can go to medicblood.org and there's a donate link. And there, from there, you can search by county, city, zip code, or map and find the blood drive that's closest to you. And then you can look and either make an appointment or just come by and see us. Is it easier to make an appointment so that way you know you'll be in and out certain times? It is. It's easier for us to manage the donor flow and wait times if we have an appointment schedule and we know you're coming. Um, you know, you see like at lunchtime, you'll have a lot of, you'll have four or five people say, oh, I'm on lunch. I'm going to go donate blood. Well, then you've got four or five people waiting at one time. And so the appointments let us figure out how the day is going to look and try and mitigate any wait times that a donor might have. Awesome. All right. Is there anything else, Ms. Christy Altman, you can share with us about World Blood Donor Day or about donating blood and anything with Medic Regional Blood Center we need to know? Well, I think we covered most everything. I would just encourage all your listeners that if they haven't donated, give it a try. We promise it doesn't hurt and you'll have you'll you'll leave feeling good about yourself. If you haven't come to see us in a while, please consider coming back to see us. Um, you know, again, this this shortage is national and the only way we're gonna be able to, to stabilize our inventories is by that great volunteer spirit and all of our friends here around East Tennessee. In Southern Kentucky, and you know, if they have questions, they can call us. They can call. They can call me. I'm at the five two four three zero seven four number. Anybody will be happy to answer questions, walk them through the process, and and they'll leave knowing that they've saved lives and helped their community. I feel great already. Now I just get to get on over there. I know. Come and see us. I absolutely. I am due. I know I am, and with all the you know all the goodies, and I want a tie dye T shirt too. Well, we will get you a tie-dye t-shirt. It really has been a favorite. <laughs> Christy Altman, Director of Communications for Medic Regional Blood Center, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us, and hopefully we can get a lot of people out there. If they can't make it on World Blood Donor Day, hopefully they will make plans to get out there soon. Absolutely. We have fun incentives all summer, so if they don't see us on Monday, they can come any day through the summer and fall, and we'll still have fun stuff to give away.